This is Recovery Revolution Live. The episode you're about to listen to is live and unedited. If you'd like to join us on the live stream, you can find us on Facebook and YouTube. Facebook.com slash Recovery Revolution 100 or search Recovery Revolution Live on YouTube. All right, and I hope everybody is doing well today. I want to welcome everybody to the Recovery Revolution live show. Happy Thursday, everybody. My name is Carl, one of the co-hosts of this show, and today I am by myself. Brett Morris will be joining us, and we have in the studio with us today Curtis from the Sober app, and we're going to be talking to him about his app and also his story of recovery And so I want to welcome everybody to today's show. We have our viewers on. Hello, everyone. Uh, I am manning the boards today by myself, and I am also going to be handling any comments that you guys have. So uh, bear with me. Brett will be joining us, like I said, and he is on the way. He got a call late at work, and so uh, I'm covering, and Ashley Grimes is handling some family business tonight, so we wish them well, and thank you again for joining us today. So we're going to bring Curtis in today, and he is the creator of the Sober app, and we're going to be talking to him a little bit about the app, but we're also going to be diving in and hearing about his story today, so a lot of fun stuff going on. So Curtis, brother, welcome to the stream. Really good to have you on the show again. Thank you so much. It's good to be on. Absolutely, man. Yeah, dude. So it's it was really cool having you on the show, and we did that live countdown with you and everything, was which was so amazing. Cool. Man, yeah. that was so awesome. I've never done anything like that before. But for you to release your app and go live with it on the show, brother, that was so awesome to see. And yeah. uh, it was really cool to see, man. Yeah, that was something, you know, it worked out perfectly because we were, we were a little postponed on launching the app. And then mm-hmm. JR had said, okay, well, why don't you guys come on our show Thursday and talk about the launch on Friday or Saturday? Right. And I said, well, right. I said, wait a minute. We just got the go-ahead from Apple, and we're good to go. So I'm like, how about this? And he's like, love it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man, absolutely. So uh, really quick, guys, I want to remind everybody that if you're joining us today, um, please take the time and hit that subscribe button for us. Uh, it really helps with uh, posting our um, views and everything higher up on YouTube so other people can find the show and the information that we're bringing you guys. If you want to hit that follow button so that you don't miss any of the shows that we post, uh, that is also a great advantage for you. So please don't forget to do that. And we'll send out some other reminders during today's show as well. Uh, and again, we're going to have Curtis on, and he is from the Sober. Uh, whoops, that's not the one that I went to show. You're doing the Sober app today. That was uh, that was Chris last week from the Sober Sidekick. Have you actually seen his app before? You know what? I've actually seen it. It was uh, it was one of the ones we like. We love. I love it. I was one of the ones I used when I first okay. got sober. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was the joys, one of, the ones the joys of doing things live. And yeah, I, man. I, I tuned into that one. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, Chris. Chris is really cool, brother. You know, he's down in Southern California. Yeah, I would love so, to connect with him. After I saw that, I get a little research on him. I'm like, sweet, I'm gonna reach out to this guy. Yeah, really yeah I've dude. had him. I've had him on my show, and um, I remember uh, everything kind of coming up with him and stuff. And and he's got a really great story as well. So, yeah, he does. Um, yeah, man. 
So let's let's talk a little bit about you, brother. You know, uh, I know that you have uh, come into sobriety. You just moved down here from Canada, which is amazing. Yeah, so yeah. how has that transition been for you? Oh, man. I mean, it's funny because I just we just I, I love Vancouver. It's it's got a special place in my heart. And every you know, it's funny because me and Danny, uh, Danny couldn't be here tonight. She's doing some house. Uh, she's selling her house and there's uh a lot of little uh, dotting the I's and crossing the T's that need to get done tonight before it closes. So we just got back from um, Canada. We drove up there to surprise my dad yeah. on his birthday. And she, she was like, why the hell are you moving down to California? Like the city's amazing, but I've just, I don't know. It just like, I love Vancouver, but I, I've always had a special place for me in my heart, California. The few times that I've came down here, I've been to San Diego a few times um san francisco i love i've been there a few times for past work conferences um yeah. i love the ocean like the beaches beaches ocean we have a few in vancouver but i don't know i just always had a special place in my heart for california and um when i got you know when me and danny started doing this app and building it i mm -hmm. said you know why don't i come down there for launch and it's just turned into so much more and i uh yeah i'm just working on kind of getting my full-time status here through a few different ways they don't make it easy but uh i'll figure out a way <laughs> yeah man you know um and and that's part of the gift of recovery right is that we have this now we have this ability to really make changes in our lives and to make changes in other people's lives as well and uh through apps and technology and all of these advances that we've had i mean even the even in the past 10 years do you think that the app that you built now would have been possible even maybe six years ago or, or dare to say 10 no, years ago? It, it, it probably wouldn't have. I mean, it's very possible for sure, but it just wouldn't have, uh, wouldn't have been the same. I mean, at least I wouldn't have been able to build it because I'm not mm -hmm. a full on, um, uh, developer front end, back right. end. Um, I used, uh, some low code technology, a platform, which are, those are fairly mm -hmm. new, like within the last few years. Um, yeah. and I took advantage of one of those and we're eventually, when we do the second version, we're getting to hire uh, an actual developer and redo it the exact way we mm -hmm. want it. Cause you know, using, using this type of technology didn't give us all the features we wanted, but it was a good start. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I have to say, you know, we, we were allowed to, uh, become members on the app and, uh, through our, um, work that we've done already with you guys. And thank you very much for allowing us to come onto the app. Now this is a paid app. So, um, what does it cost for somebody if, if they want to come on and join as the membership, what are the benefits that they're getting if they sign up for the paid version of it? Yeah. So it's six ninety nine, and that is you're get, uh, you got tracking. So, we're working on an auto tracker, but you can count your sober days. Uh, you can do one, like a one out of 10 sort of mindset, how you're doing. Um, it's mm -hmm. display all these, uh, we do uh, how you're eating. So you can do like a one out of 10 and you can do any type of physical activity. Like if you, a one out of 10 scale. And what you can do is sure. you can do a 250 uh, letter journal, uh, character journal entry, as well as add a photo for every journal entry. So what that is, is they're all displayed on a graph. So you can kind of look back mm -hmm. and I'm a, I'm a numbers guy. So, you know, I can yeah. look back and say, okay, yeah, obviously the I'm staying sober. So the line's going up, but mm -hmm. you know, I had a bad mental health day on, on February 2nd, say, and I just wasn't feeling myself. I was, I, I wrote down mm -hmm. a two out of 10 and now 
you know, it's a few days later, I want to look back at it. You know what? I wasn't working out and I ate like garbage. I was on the road all day. I had fast food twice. Um, the other days, yeah. you know, I was feeling good and I got my yoga in the morning and a walk and mm-hmm. I ate all home cooked meals and you can start to kind of recognize patterns um, because I yeah. feel like people we talk to, you know, getting, getting sober is the most important thing, but then you start to learn how, um, you know, nutrition, physical activity can really affect mm-hmm. your mindset you stay sober um, yeah absolutely man so that's our tracking part uh then we have our community so i mean a lot of apps i was part of you kind of got thrown into a big community with you know 40 50 60 people or even 10 15 and it, your conversations got flooded out by other conversations happening and there wasn't any topics so we really wanted to create topic communities where we have one for say sober moms or sober dating or mm-hmm. um, you know sober creators, sober in New York, sober date night in Seattle type of thing. So, and we have the ability to add, add new communities at uh, basically demand. So we do have a com- community suggestion community. So you can add in, um, say you know you're from Texas and you want to do a sober uh, bowling night and you want to start talking mm-hmm. to people and gathering people up there, you can do that. Or you want to do uh, someone suggested sober and struggling and like talk about sure. emotions and struggles they're going through. So we had that literally within 24 hours. Now, yeah. those are to me, the second and third feature. They are very important in recovery, but I think for, I mean, you'll know, I'll tell my story in a bit, but I really self-educated myself mm-hmm. when I got sober. It was listening to podcasts, books, um, every piece of, I needed to know why I was addicted and how to recover and not just that, but how to live a happy life, uh, in recovery. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was scared that, you know, yeah, I was just going to get sober and that's just trying to stay sober every day. was going to be the rest of my life. And I didn't want that. So I really wanted to dive in and educate myself. So in our learning education center, you've got, uh, every, I mean, we've got about 20 to 30 podcasts, the top podcasts on addiction, recovery, mental health. We've got, courses we've got youtube videos so our courses are original content that um are 100 we've got about 100 collaborators now that they're creating their videos we've got books so a lot of our authors have come on board they've given our first uh the first few chapters of the book you've got links mm-hmm. uh it's pretty much every piece of education you can find and we're starting next week we're actually starting a lot of in-app live events we did one last week just to kind of get the ball rolling it was a class so we've got uh-huh. three fitness instructors that are collaborators. We've got two more coming on board next week. So we're going to be doing, hopefully we'll have enough to do like a sober fitness class every day. Uh, we're doing book clubs. So you can, we're going to read as a group. You can register for the book club at the end of that 30 days. Every month we're going to have a new book club at the end of that 30 days. You can do a live zoom call with me and Danny and the author of that book. You can ask any questions about sobriety recovery or talk about the book. Um, we're doing mm-hmm. nutrition. We're doing yoga. We're doing, uh, Mike Fiore, good buddy Mike Fiore, and part of the Sober app, he's doing kind of like a recovery talk where he still lives in a recovery center and he's been there a lot. So he's going to, you know, if you're living in a recovery center and you're struggling, you, you can hop on these Zoom calls. They're going to be in app soon. Um, we just got a lot of fresh live content coming that I think will, will separate us from basically some of the other apps. And, you know, when there's no live events, you can go down and you can watch a YouTube video, you can read a book, you can read a blog, you can. Uh, watch original content or look at a YouTube channel and that's all in the app. So you're not getting pulled off the app in a hundred different directions. 
Okay. Wow. That's, that's great, man. And you know, the idea that you can take so much content and have it apply to somebody's recovery and the journey that they're taking, you know, from somebody that might only have, you know, minutes sober to somebody that has years sober and to be able yep. to incorporate all that is tremendous. And I want to, uh, commend you guys for doing such a tremendous job on the app. And I know that the app is only going to get better as yeah. we progress into, you know, everything kind of happening with it. So yeah. what would, what is one of the things that you could say that is maybe this, what's the struggle that you've had learning about doing apps and learning how to incorporate all of these different elements within the app? Yeah, I mean, the, the biggest, it's funny because I had this idea about six months before I created the app. And hey, Brett. Hey, how's it going? Sorry, I'm a yeah, little late. Yeah, no, I'm tired at work. I was just telling us, I was saying earlier how I've traveled. Uh, we did like 30 hours of driving in the last two days. So Ooh. you're good. <laughs> yeah. But um, I like the struggle building the app was it's it's funny because it could have been so much harder until i found a platform that really allowed me to do it because the biggest struggle was if for most people know that building an app is not cheap um a, a typical app like this or a really uh good app is anywhere from you know 75 to one hundred fifty thousand dollars for just the first version um mm -hmm. and we i didn't have that um you know i was seven months into recovery, six months into recovery. When I first started, I'm still, I'm nine months now. Um, and I'm still paying off some of the debt I worked myself into, uh, you know, drinking and using every day. So that wasn't an option. That was my biggest struggle. So the being able to find a platform that allowed me to do all the work and upload the content, um, really, really shot this. So when I found that platform, it was, you know, balls to the wall. Let's do this. I found something that I can do. And um, that, that, I mean, that was the biggest struggle after that. It was just sleepless nights. <laughs> yeah, it was, absolutely. Some of these, some of these guys we have on and girls with the podcast, they've got over two, 300 episodes and you know, you're, you got to download each one off the, their platform. Then you got to upload it. You got to copy and paste all the content. Um, you know, it was about two months of getting up at 4am and going to bed around midnight and not taking any days off. But what I can say is biggest help was when I brought Danny on and she was, uh, she's about a year ahead of me in sobriety and she was pretty established in this uh, recovery community. She had reached out, she had talked to a lot of these collaborators that we work with and she said, well, what if we do zoom calls with these collaborators and kind of just, you know, let's see if we can use their content. And I didn't have that idea first. It was originally going to be like hiring coaches and have four or five coaches on there to launch. And that was my idea and doing like courses. And then we started working mm -hmm. with all these collaborators, like your guys itself and Mike and, you know, sober fitness with Kate. And there's, you know, like yeah. I said, there's a hundred of them now so far. And every time we did a call with them, it was just full support, whatever you need, let's do this. Um, they were following up with us when we got busy, they were sending us everything we needed within, you know, 24, 48 hours. And it made it so much easier. Cause that would have been a huge struggle. That would have been the content, right? It would have been the biggest, 
the biggest struggle is finding content because, you know, we all know we're a society that is a little squirrelish and we need, we want fresh new content or just as much mm-hmm. as we can get, right? Especially in recovery yeah. as addicts. For me, it was like, I need everything right now at my fingertips. Um, so that would have been the biggest struggle. But luckily, the recovery community is the most amazing community I've ever experienced. Um, getting sober was the best decision I ever made. Uh, connecting with individuals like your guys itself and other people already established in the recovery community was the biggest surprise for me. It was something like no other. And it uh, really made this what it is. This app wouldn't exist if it weren't for the collaborators, right? So, yeah. That's, that's really awesome, man. And, uh, you know, collaboration and you even mentioned, uh, kind of, I think it's something that a lot of us that are in recovery struggle with, but it's the idea that we want like everything right now. And I, I definitely identified with you with that because, um, so, you know, with, with my own, like wanting it right now is that I'm working on a, a certain certification level for work. And dude, I just got my other certification level and I'm like, well, I'm going to start applying for this other one. So I spent the morning in between groups calling these organizations being like, hey, can we do the certification this way? And they're like, no, you have to have this certification. I'm like, oh, okay, because (laughs) I was reading on your and like my attic brain was taking over and it was like, dude, just trust the fucking process man <laughs> and, you know um, yeah but it, but it's just part of being an addict i guess you know yeah, and is. so for you trusting the process with other people collaborating on it and and reminding ourselves that you know we have to put principles before personalities and you know, and all the other things that come along with being sober, right? Brett's over there nodding his head. I know he knows that one. Yeah, <laughs> I do. Right. So, I Brett, you weren't there. You weren't there for my support call today. I almost had to call you and be like, dude, why aren't these people letting me get my certification now? <laughs> right now. Right now, man. Yeah. Want it now. Want it now. Damn it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, so that's, that's awesome, dude. And I really love the fact that you have taken so many different collaborations and the ability to listen to other people's advice and say, Hey, if you want to do something, it might be better to do it this way. Or have you thought about approaching it this way? So it, it, to me, that just shows how open you are to the idea of trusting others to help you succeed. Um, with your own Ryan, thank you very much for that. Meow. Right, meow. Um, <laughs> Brett, do you not have a meow on your uh, on have, your? No, I don't. I was. I was oh, you gotta get a meow, a, dude. You sound. had one job, as Jr. would say. <laughs> you had one job. See. No, I don't have any animal sound effects. <sighs> man, Curtis, it's like I don't even oh, know him anymore. Add it to the to do list, man. Okay, Nailed thank you. List. Put it, put it on on my honey do list for you. <laughs> <laughs> so, Curtis, why don't you tell us a little bit about your story and and how did you come into recovery and sobriety, man? Yeah, um, I mean, 
I've listened to a lot of, you know, war stories and, you know, I've listened to almost every podcast on our app. Um, and you know, it's, I didn't have, I didn't have trauma. Like, you know, some, a lot of people in my life didn't really have too much trauma as a childhood. I had a great upbringing. I was the youngest of four. We're all two years apart. Uh, my parents were absolutely amazing. They still are. They stayed together. Uh, my dad worked, uh, he made pretty good money. Uh, we weren't poor, but we weren't rich. You know, we got, we, you know, if we wanted something for Christmas, we got it. Uh, we went on family vacations. Um, you know, middle class, happy family. Uh, I think that I had older siblings. I was the youngest of four. I always kind of had the need to, once I got into, you know, a later elementary school and high school, especially, I always felt the need to kind of keep the family name what it was. Cause you know, we lived in, we grew up in Maple Ridge, British Columbia, Canada. Um, at this time there was about 40, 50,000 people in the town. So it wasn't big, but it wasn't small. And yeah. my family was a very popular family. My parents were social. Um, a lot of the adults knew them. And my two older brother, my my two oldest in the family were brothers. They're guy boys. So they, you know, they were very popular. You know, you went everywhere. It was like, hey, it's a Waslo. It's a Waslo. What's going on? So I always felt the need to keep up that popular, you know, Waslo name. And, you know, sometimes I always mm-hmm. didn't really want to. I didn't always want to be that popular person. I was, I was a lot quieter than the rest of my siblings, uh, especially growing up. But, uh, you know, when I was 12, 13, I remember I came home and I had experimented a little bit, you know, the years before that, you know, just going into the parents' liquor cabinet and grabbing a Gatorade bottle and pouring whiskey, scotch, vodka, Kahlua, Bailey's into it and running back up to your room with a buddy and drinking it and thinking it was the worst thing ever. But, you know, getting that warm, fuzzy feeling. Uh, But it was not something that really clicked. Um, I remember when I was 13, I came home, my brother had a house party my parents were out of town and i was a huge skateboarder back then and his best friend owned a skate store in maple ridge and they said kurt get out here get out here man here i'll give you a brand new skateboard and a bunch of gear tomorrow if you take this bong hoot and uh beer bong this beer and i was like hell yeah so uh i did it and that was the first time i kind of got a little buzz and definitely got stoned uh, my brother sold a little bit of weed in high school, and I was dabbling in that. Um, I was, you know, throughout high school, I drank, I smoked weed, never really got too out of control. You know, typical, the odd time, once a month or once every couple months, you get, you know, you get sick, throw up, maybe black out. But, you know, that was, it was normal. Um, everyone was doing it. And when I was about 16, I was already using my brother's ID to go into bars and restaurants with them, uh, going into going into clubs at 16 with some of my other buddies with fake IDs, uh, you know, it just continued. And, but it was just partying, you know, 18, 17, 18, um, started going to music festivals, you know, dabbling yeah. in MDMA, ec- ecstasy first, then MDMA. Um, told myself mm-hmm. I would never, I had some older buddies that would do cocaine. And I was like, no, I would never put anything on my nose there. That's disgusting. Um, come 19, you know, I started dabbling in cocaine here and there. Um, and it just kind of escalated. I got in a bad accident, car accident. I was blacked out, could have killed myself, um, when I was 19. And, you know, I, right after that, it was just like, God, my, my, broke my femur and some ribs. And right when I healed up, it was, you know, party drink again, you know, and no one really told me not to, no one, no one put a lesson inside my head. Like you almost died, no more drinking or, you know, be smarter. It was like, Hey, you, you totaled your car, you're an idiot, but you know, that's life. 
And um, so it continued. It, uh, I was always a hard worker, though. I was always had the entrepreneur mentality. When I was 20, I started my first business uh, in Maple Ridge. We, we actually had um, from 17 to 20, we had three of our friends in high school pass away from overdoses. So mm -hmm. we started um, uh, kind of like an event company where we would do like beer pong tournaments or baseball tournaments or volleyball tournaments. And we, from about April to October, we'd have an event every month where we raised money for their three charities that uh, in their name. And they're super successful. Like our parties were the hit of the town. Um, unfortunately, you know, it was drinking. That's where we made all our money is selling beers and wine and coolers but um they it kind of created like a safe event you know we had security we called the cops later in the night so no one would drink and drive so no one you uh -huh. know we'd make sure we always called the cops and said you know we're doing this event it's liquor license but we don't want anyone drinking and drive but you might bring in some presents and kind of created like a safe event which was really really cool and um it that lasted a couple of years few years um i was running gyms you know i ran the best biggest gym on the west coast uh, gold's gym in langley um for two years, I was the operation manager. And, you know, then I moved to Vancouver, like the drinking and drug use was there, but it wasn't like it was in my later 20s. But I yeah. always failed or quit a job um, because of it. And I didn't realize that till I got sober. I always thought it was just I always blamed it on other people. You know, I always said, Oh, F that place. They don't know how to own. They don't know how to control me. Like I'm trying to do the best for this business. They don't appreciate me type of thing. So I jumped around. You know, still still decently successful and running businesses, restaurants, uh, moving companies. I always had that business mentality and people saw that right away. But it always led to me walking away or getting fired because of the drinking or the drugs. And when I was about, you know, 23, I left a management job and I got back into I was hanging out with some friends that have now got into like the weed trafficking game and I got really connected with them because I knew a lot of people. Um, and I got really heavy into that to the point where it was like a movie, you know, for two years I was flying to Vegas every other weekend. If I wasn't there, I was in Cabo when I was home, you know, we had three apartments in Vancouver. We were driving around in a Bentley um, dinners every night, clubs, strip clubs, like just living the high life. And that's when it all kind of, escalated um it was mm -hmm. still a party thing it wasn't using it for medicinal purposes it was just like living the high life living the party life uh but started using almost every day at that point um and then come 25 i you know i went out to the east coast where we sent a lot of our stuff and it was my you know, just like the movies, it was the final time I was introducing two guys and I was going to be set for life. I wouldn't have to do it anymore. And sitting in the hotel, the door gets kicked in and it's the special Canadian task, drug task force. They've been watching us for a couple months. And yeah, so that was, boom, one of my first rock bottoms where I lost everything, all the money I had made on paying. I need to pay lawyers now. I need to pay off debt. I had people threatening my life, thinking I was a rat. Um, mm -hmm. That lasted about three or four years. The moment I got home from being in prison for that week, I went to my family's house. We talked. I opened up about everything. But the moment I got back downtown to my house, it was, boom, call my guy. I was anxiety, stress, depression. Um, that was when it went medicinal. And that's when mm -hmm. it got bad. You know, I was still maintaining jobs and stuff. But I was 
needed cocaine in my life. And it, it, it went from using cocaine when I was drinking to only drinking because I was using cocaine. Um, I started yeah. doing it sober. I started, you know, losing a lot of jobs from it. I started losing a lot of weight and I still maintain some jobs, relationships, you know, before I got sober, um, you know, I was in a relationship for three, four years and nobody knew she didn't know I lived with her and she didn't know I was doing cocaine every day. That's, I got so good at lying and manipulating and hiding it that no one knew other, you know, I got some comments from my family at family dinners saying, you know, like, are you, have you lost some weight? And, you know, I said, but, you know, I would force food at dinners and, you know, force it down and just make it seem like I wasn't using drugs. And mm -hmm. it got just to the point where it was just too much. I wanted to get sober for so long. I tried little stints, you know, a week here, day or two. I kept every morning, you know, every morning I'd wake up and be like, today's going to be the day. I'm not, not touching mm -hmm. cocaine. I would get through the work day and then four o'clock hit, and I was on my way downtown fucking just, you know, couldn't powerless basically right so yeah i the moment i had that thought of using or cocaine it was i needed it boom and i would do anything to get it and anything to hide it um so it's kind of kind of funny how you know i got to the point where i wanted to do it i wanted to get sober but i just you know i couldn't and yet i was trying to hide it from everyone if i had just reached out sooner my life would probably be a lot better um, it wouldn't have got so bad, but that's what drugs do to us, right? So, yeah. um, you know, I started a business just trying to make money um, because I was putting myself so far into debt. I started building furniture and it got to the point like custom furniture. I was pretty good at it. Um, mm -hmm. I would go to the workshop. I'd get, you know, messed up and build stuff and people were buying it. But it got to the point where, you know, I was using everybody's money or deposits to buy the stuff, to buy the drugs now and alcohol. And then I got so far behind, I worked myself into some debt and some of the people I just started ignoring and um, they would reach out. They started reaching out to my family and my girlfriend at the time saying, yo, Curtis hasn't answered us. He was supposed to build this table for us. Like what the hell's mm -hmm. going on with them? Some everything. Okay. And it got to the point where I got cornered and said, what the hell's going on with you? And yeah, you know, that was, that was one of the hardest moments in my life ever where I said, this is it. And I looked at the, my girlfriend at the time and said i'm a drug addict and an alcoholic and i broke down and crying and you know there was a lot of anger and um but the next day i woke up and you know i felt like the world had been lifted off my shoulders mm -hmm. um my family came over that night i opened up to everyone but my parents i waited because my mom was actually going through chemotherapy i didn't want to cause any more stress on her um, but you know, I did. And then I, I, I started going to, um, you know, I started going to meetings. I started putting in the work. I went to a psychologist once a week for three weeks. I did a meeting every week. I was still working. Um, but the three week market and, um, for, I was living with a girlfriend at the time and she had gone, she planned this trip out of town and the moment I knew she was going away, I knew that was going to be my relapse. I, said you know what perfect i can do it i can hide it no one's gonna be here and i did exactly that and lo and behold obviously wasn't very good at it so i got busted and i kind of got thrown to the street um slept on a buddy's couch for a few weeks and that's that was my real rock bottom um mm -hmm. i just lost everything you know um and the only thing left was my family and a few of my good friends that i was knew i would lose them next so I secluded myself and I 
said, you know, if you relapse again, you know, you're going to lose your family. And then it's just going to be a life thing. So you don't have any support anymore at all. Um, you're going to die with the drug or you're going to die from the drug. Um, there's so much, especially in Vancouver, there's so, they said about 80% of the cocaine in Vancouver was laced with fentanyl at the time. Mm. So it was a lucky that I hadn't, you know, overdosed yet or got that bad batch. Uh, so yeah. I secluded myself. I didn't go out for weeks. I didn't, I didn't see any friends, family. Um, I started just reading. I went to the library every day. I was, I'd always been a reader all my life. I started reading a book or two every week. Um, I started listening to podcasts. I started watching YouTube videos. I was Mm -hmm. doing free courses online, just the free teaser courses. I was started following people on Instagram. I started a new sober Instagram to where I met Danny. Um, she was like Mm -hmm. the fifth person I followed. And I really, really just plugged in. Um, and that helped me get to the point where I wasn't having urges anymore. I was sober now for over two months, roughly just actually just under two months. And, but I got to that, you know, that, that wall and I'm like, this can't be it. What I can't live is this can be every day for me. Just really forcing education in and meetings and there's gotta be more like, how do I, live a happy life sober again. Like how do I get back to doing the things and not be yeah. the thoughts of alcohol and drugs come in? How do I go to like, my friends are going out for a birthday tonight. How do I do that without, you know, do I not do that for the rest of my life or do I right. figure out a way to get happy again where I don't need that? Cause I don't want it anymore. So I was starting to feel happy again. Right. So yeah. I was biking a lot of the time. I'd lost my license with my drug use. I was road biking to and from everywhere grocery stores and i fell in love with road biking and i said you know what i'm gonna i had picked up a book at a thrift store it was called um with you by bike it was about a couple that were basically just torn battered and bruised they were about to get divorced and one of them was an adventure cyclist and they said you know what if they confronted each other said you know if you want a divorce you can do it but come on this bike ride with me and it's Mm -hmm. a true story and they found pure happiness traveling the world by bike. And I said, God damn, I'm like, maybe I should do something like that. So I uh, made the arrangements and literally I bought a new bike. And three weeks later, I flew to Seattle because the border was still closed. It was too cold to ride anywhere in Canada at the time. We were coming into winter. And mm-hmm. I said, I'm going to bike down to California. I'd never done anything wow. like it before. I'd never biked more than 50 kilometers in a day. Um, so I packed up and I went and that's where I started my page called the sober ride. And I hopped on my bike and I rode every single day for two and a half months. Wow. From, from Seattle across the peninsula and then down to Yosemite. And that's where I found happiness. I was, I was stuck. It was very dangerous. I mean, I wouldn't suggest that to a lot of people, especially early in recovery. Um, but when I need, when I was alone in my head, that's when I, hated myself. I didn't like the stuff I'd done, the, the, everything I'd done in my life. That's kind of where I turned to drugs and alcohol. And I was really forced to be alone in my head and think about everything I'd done in my life. You know, I was on the, I would wake up at five, 6 AM and I'd ride till about four or five, 6 PM. Um, just me and a bike. And that's where I really dug deep into my emotions, my thoughts, my played the story out a thousand times in my head about my life. And really started enjoying myself again like my own thoughts and that was, wow, uh, that was one. that's crazy man i you know i i forgot because you had mentioned riding the bike on 
uh, when we brought you on initially, and I had forgotten about that, that you had biked that far, man. And that's yeah, like that's impressive, dude. Yeah, it was uh, it was a lot harder than I thought. That's for sure. Um, I didn't know what I was up for, but you know, I got I got Achilles a weekend. I got Achilles tendonitis in both my ankles, um, so I had to really slow down. But I just kept pushing, and it was the hardest thing I've ever done physically and mentally. And you know, while I was out there, I did a lot of reading. I kept educating myself. Uh, you know, I've got spiritual with you know my higher power. I've, was meditating almost every day it was it was just like my own kind of it was my own rehab it was my own forced yeah. recovery and um it was definitely the thing that saved my life i think i don't know if i was just sitting in a room still at home and you know white knuckling it i very well could have relapsed again and you know i a lot of people said they're surprised that i didn't relapse on the road you know it's just me passing by liquor stores almost every day, corner stores in the States that sell liquor. And I just, I got to that point where I just thought that I was feeling so good inside my own head for the first time, probably since I was about 12, 13, when I used to play on playgrounds and ride bikes through the woods, I was feeling joy again, which I hadn't felt in over 15, 16 years. Um, that yeah. childlike joy where I would wake up and watch a sunrise and, you know, I'd stop on the side of the road on a bridge just to watch the river flow and stare at leaves and be like, man, that's a, badass leaf i've never seen a leaf like that before you know like a kid and that's how i live now and um yeah it's it's amazing and i can definitely say that trip saved my life for sure yeah that's that's really incredible man and um you know i've i took in cycling when i was in high school and i would cycle from one city to another and round trip i don't know maybe like 24 miles or something and yeah. that was the furthest that I would go. But, you know, here we have a lot of rolling hills in, in the part of California that I'm in. And so it was it was fun, man, because, you know, we take all these little back roads and, you know, little side side roads that go parallel along the freeway and everything. And yeah. And uh, for me, it was I, I found a lot of joy in getting out on the road and cycling. And this was even before mp3 players and cd well we had cd players ooh. but um ooh, brett says ooh, just, did i just <laughs> did i just give away how old i was God, um we, but we 60s i no, this wasn't thank you very much brett this was in <laughs> 90 94 thank you and um so i know all you young bucks out there you know I was in um, diapers, man diapers man diapers but i remember but, my first know, anti Walkman. Oh, oh, dude, I remember. Oh, yeah. The, I remember like mine pets, had. You could run with them and they wouldn't skip. I was yeah. like, this is genius. It was genius, dude. I had one that was like, uh, dude, it was like a huge, like it almost looked like an otter case and it locked in the front and it yeah, had anti skip waterproof? on it. Yeah. Yeah. I, no, I don't think it was waterproof, but water resistant. It, no, I don't think you could go underwater. I don't think you could do that with CD players. The rain, zero though. gravity would have messed up the skipping. Come on now. Or am I wrong? <laughs> um, and for those of you that are just joining, I know JR knows what a CD player is. Um, it's like a record player, but smaller. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like a record player, but smaller. Thank you. Thank you for that, Brett. Um, and this this replaced my 8-track player. Because <laughs> I used to cycle with that. Um, 
I'd add some weight to it. Exactly. I had to, I have a little sidecar that I had to put my whole stereo unit <laughs> yeah. in. And then totally. I had my dad follow me in his minivan behind me, and we had the power cord connected into yeah. the lighter. And the speaker and the amp, everything. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, and all we awesome. got was Rush Limbaugh on the 8-track player. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Nice. Oh, my gosh. That's fantastic. But but really, I mean, I, I, I found a lot of joy in cycling, and um, I want to get one of those Pelotons, man. Ryan, oh, we're, we're talking to, we, do we've been talking about getting a Peloton and they're a little pricey, but you can make monthly payments on it, but I, that yeah, was they, so they much the, fun, man. They do the installments now. My brothers just bought the new treadmill one with the screen and it's like, they've got like over like 10,000 landscapes with like trainers too, that are like running with dude, you, like firing you up. I'm like, this crazy. is badass. Brett, you want to do that, dude? Yeah. No, thank you. Okay. <laughs> nope. I just wanted to to include you and and my no but i did i did do a lot of biking in my first couple of years because i too um i lost my license Uh yeah i rode rode my bike to meetings i rode my bike to work yeah my bike everywhere yeah man and i was much Um, thinner (laughs) (laughs) i saw dude i saw that i saw your little picture on that moped yeah, that was that was the upgrade from the from the. Bike that was the upgrade the from the, the from the bicycle. Was your moped? Wasn't yeah. it green? Uh, blue. Blue. It was a cool moped, man. If I want a moped, it's my mom my told me I can't my get dad's one though. Garage. I'm, I told him I was gonna get it and try to get it to run again. Oh man, that would be awesome, dude! If you can get your moped to run, we'll we'll use that as our intro video. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's I do. I did have a question for Curtis because I've heard him say it twice now. He was, and it's at the same part of the story where he's talking about the skateboard shop, and he says a bong hoot. Is that a Canadian ism? Because in the states we say. What do you guys hit. say? A bong rip, rip or hit? Yeah, oh, yeah. I heard it called a, a hoot. hoot. Yeah, we a call hoot. it a bong. It's a bong hoot. That's like, you. That's a hoot. That's a very. That's a Canadian thing. I'm down here in California, and I'm getting, I'm getting uh, laughed at, you know, jokingly. But there, a lot of people are like, "What did you just say?" You know. The bong. I say a lot of funny things, and everyone calls me out on it. (laughs) (laughs) Very Canadian. That's. I need a Canadian sound effect too, man. I'm slacking, but I did. Dude, found I found a cat one. I haven't listened to it yet because we're live. Okay. Oh, that's good. good. Is it? Yeah, dude, I like that one. In fact, I'm going to give you, um, you are going to get, uh, sir, I approve. Oh, my volume's down. (laughs) Oh, no, it's not doing it. Oh, bong. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Brett and I are loading our our sound pads up here. I love it. Yeah, dude, he he entertains me with that when I'm driving. He's like, dude, listen yes. to this sound. Yes. He's got the chilies on there. We've got um, Red Robin. Um, all the good ones. That's the best one, dude, I think. That is the best one. Is it? Yeah, that really is, man. I got to say. I don't know. What do you guys think? You guys are listening to the show. We got seven viewers on right now. Brett, play that again. Yum. I mean, doesn't that just... doesn't? It just sounds... The harmony on it is fantastic, and it sounds almost yeah. in stereo. 
we'll we'll see what these guys on on the live stream think. <laughs> but, fact check false. <laughs> what did, what did that one say? Fact check false. Fact check false. <laughs> it was a uh, what what's what was the lady's name that that always did the press conferences for Trump? <laughs> I can't remember what it is. Oh, Kaylee, somebody. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's great, dude. Um, well, man, so Curtis, it sounds like, dude, it sounds like you were living that rock star life for a while. I mean, yeah. driving around in Bentleys and going to strip clubs and, you know, making, making hundred dollar bills. Well, I don't know what you guys have over there, but it would have been hundred dollar bills here. Did you yeah, have one of those money? Bills, our hundred dollar bill is actually, they're scented like maple syrup. Shut <laughs> no joke. Fuck up. I, swear to, I swear to God, Danny Shut didn't up. leave me. No, it's not. I don't it's a brown bill, and literally, when you scratch it together, it smells okay. like maple syrup. Fascinating. All right, dude, you're not going to have to pay very much in postage, but you need to mail me one so I can verify <laughs> this. I don't believe him. Totally. Oh, isn't isn't Chrissy from Canada? Chrissy, can you verify this, please? I mean, I think Chrissy. I'm getting a load of shit here. No, um, I promise. The new, the plastic ones. We have plastic polymer bills. We've had it for like over ten years. Fuck. Plastic yeah, money. We, it's we called don't have paper money. It we got we got rid of that like it only smells ago. like it only smells like maple syrup after a bong hoot yeah after a bong <laughs> yeah. hoot and a visit to the ihop <laughs> yeah uh, so after you spilled syrup on your wallet at oh ihop oh my god yeah hey do you guys so do you guys put syrup in your bong water so it tastes like a, a syrupy uh, bong hoot i've never done that i've never done that no i i, I think that could be a thing man like, that would be a thing. That would be, that would be you would have, imagine just filling it up with syrup. How, like, you'd be like, it would be like a slow bubble going through. Oh my gosh. That would be awful. Do people do that flavored would... bong water? Is that a thing? I've, I've heard Dude, that. you should. Yeah, you should. I, I put ice in mine a couple times for like a. Right. The chill cold, effect. Yeah, like a chill hit, but I've never put We're going to be chill. <laughs> I mean, we drink flavored water. Not that I'm recommending that anybody go out and do bong hits now to try this out. Or hoots. Um, or hoots. Yeah, don't be a hoot on the bong. Um, but if if any of you can chime in, if you have had experience with this and verify maybe if you've had flavored bong water. God, it sounds so awful. It sounds like that um, that thing that bartenders used to do when they would take the um, the trays of uh all the alcohol off of their mats and pour it into a oh, drink oh the mat shot yeah the mat shot oh that's awful okay sorry i hope we're not triggering anyone out there today but um yeah, so curtis um yeah uh so living the living the uh billionaire lifestyle Oh, oh, Tanya, flavored bong water is a thing. Thank you very much, Tanya. And thank you for joining us, Tanya. We're glad that you, we we are glad that you woke up for the show today and joined us. Um, You were almost as early as Brett was. I I was there first. Yeah. (laughs) So, Curtis, man, so you were living this rock star lifestyle and, you know, you were making $100 y'all bills fly. So what was it like? maple syrup bills y'all um (laughs) so what was it like for you uh now coming into sobriety and recovery and 
the idea that we have now had you had to take your life and and flip it around man yeah you know even when i was doing that you know i didn't it's not like i enjoyed it i didn't i always knew i was better than that but it was a means Mm -hmm. to an end you know I, i needed the money to do something bigger um yeah whether you know just set myself up for success um i always always had a passion for helping people um Mm -hmm. i was always good with talking to people um i was always kind of open about um helping people talk when it got into a serious conversation about emotions so when i got sober i really wanted to give back to the community that had helped me so you know when i got back from my bike trip and i found this platform i said you know this is you know this is the one thing that I think I can do to give back. And, you know, it's, it's not about the money anymore. You know, when I was younger, it was all about money. Like I, you know, it seems like we're just embedded in our head when we're younger, that money makes happiness. And I think, you know, as we get older, a lot of us kind of start to realize that, but a lot of us don't. And I think a lot of us in recovery, because we go through such a mental kind of overhaul and we seek more, and we're always seeking more and growth that we realize that's definitely not true. Um, you know, happiness makes happiness. So mm-hmm. um, whatever you need to do to make happy. And for me, it was how can I give back? How can I give back to as many people and as I can? And that's where the app yeah. kind of came about. And um, yeah, we've, uh, when I, like I said, at the start of the show, I connected with Danny and, you know, it's just been a snowball effect. And We've already had several people reach out to us on Instagram and say, you know, your app helped me stay sober today. You know, your app um, is really helping me get through these tough times. And it's like those messages that make it all worthwhile. And we're just getting started. And we won't, we want to bring people as many resources as possible, as many options, as many live events, as many meetings as possible to, for them to find their happiness. Um, Mm-hmm. And that's kind of our main goal is, you know, to help those in recovery, but not just help people get and stay sober, but to find the happiness that we've now found and other people have found. A lot of our collaborators have found, whether it's, you know, fitness, helping others, art, you know, the outdoors, you know, there's more than there's more to recovery than just getting and staying sober. It's the most important part for sure. It's the it's, it's the first part and it's the most important. But afterwards, um, I feel like there's a lot of us that, you know, they get stuck in this box. Um, I know so many people that are five, 10 years sober and they're, they're miserable. Um, they, they, they're still fighting and there's what we've learned over this collaboration process is that there's so many ways to recover. So, you know, if what, if what you're doing isn't helping you anymore, you're, you know, you've reached a point, start looking at what other people are doing and start doing things that really make you happy, you know? So that's what we're yeah. trying to do. Yeah. You know, the, the happiness, uh, I think all three of us could say that today I'm happy with my life, man. Like it's not this shit show that, you know, that I try to hide from people because I'm depressed or I try to hide be pe- um, from people because I'm ashamed. Uh, I shared at this meeting and uh, the topic that I wanted to cover was putting your masks down. And I told everyone that, you know, I had to carry around these masks for so long to try to hide who I really was 
that I lost my sense of self and I lost who I was in this process of addiction. And it wasn't until I became sober and I got into a program to start learning about myself that I actually became happy. But the sick yes, and twisted part about that, man, is that I was fucking happy being an addict for a long time. I had summed yeah. my life up. It's like, fuck, this is what it's going to be about, man. Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. You kind of just accepted it for what it was. And you kind of found, I guess you found happiness in that. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, compared to now, I, it's real happiness now, probably, eh? Oh yeah, man. It's, it's definitely happiness now. You know, I've got a career. Yeah. Um, I do, I get to do these amazing podcasts with people like you and Brett and, um, Ashley and JR and, uh, you know, the other shows that I get to work on, uh, through the sober network. That's right, buddy, right there. And, uh, <laughs> um, you know, sober podcast and my podcast and, you know, like dude, who in there in the world would get to, do an opportunity like this that seemed to just kind of fall in my lap, you know, and it's all because I've worked a program of recovery and, and, you know, it sounds like the same thing is happening with you as well, because, um, you know, I mean, shit, man, you got this app out and it's fucking rocking and rolling, dude. Your app is, is great. And it sounds like, you know, you're able to move to out of, Canada and come down here and start a new life and, and make something of yourself, you know? Yeah, truly. And just so many things have happened since the app that have just, you know, my, my life is just so different. Um, yeah. And I've met so many people that are now good friends. I've, you know, built these relationships that are lifelong and um, it's all cause it's all because of sobriety. Honestly, it's all because I'm, you know, made that choice to it wasn't easy but i made that choice to keep pushing and stay sober and mm -hmm. throughout that process of staying sober you know i i've learned more about myself and i learned not just learned more about myself but i did more growth and i did more in nine months than i'd ever done over the last 15 20 and yeah you know i like uh, mia mia just commented about journaling like really learn it survive recovery really like yes people journal a lot of people journal that don't have uh, addiction problems or mm -hmm. recovery but um i think a lot of us in recovery it's 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 something that a lot of people suggest because you know you really got to dig into your emotions um which are yes. not it's not easy to do so emotions scare people right and that's why yeah you know emotions, emotions lead to drinking but when you can recovery teaches us to you know go head to head with our emotions and learn from them and deal with them. And, you know, it's not always going to be easy. Hell no. But once you can kind of face them head on, then and you don't need alcohol or a drug to deal with those emotions mm -hmm. or those feelings anymore. And, you know, you the life, you know, life, your life is brought back. Yes. Yeah. Man, it's it's so it's so awesome to to talk to people like you and Brett and to hear your stories and to hear your success stories and and uh, everything else. Um, man, it's it's just really refreshing, dude. Um, Brett, how you doing over there? Brett, Brett is yeah, always been moving, been moving buttons and researching. Oh. Okay, oh, you from ABC have. News. 
Canadian smells like syrup. I told you. Man, it's true. Dude, we I don't need... think the fives, but those are the fives and tens. I don't think they smell. It's only the hundreds that smell. Okay. Do you have one of those hundreds on you? No, I wish. <laughs> oh, I was like, just get one out and smell it. But then we I'll would need verification. So you would have to mail Brett and I each one. Yeah, send us free money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's um, fine. Yeah. Well, just yeah. send me a US hundred and then I'll be happy. I don't think the exchange rate's the same. <laughs> yeah, wait, isn't his wait, wait, Brett, isn't his a stronger exchange mm, rate? I think it's because the US dollar kind of sucks right now. Anyways, no, no. Canadian dollar is brutal. You guys got like thirty dollars. I think seventy US dollars is a hundred Canadian. Oh. Yeah, you yeah. guys are killing us. Yeah, it's Our, yeah, yours yours the the money is on the way. <laughs> yeah, and you know gas prices are killing it here, but we're just up in Canada. It's it's over eight dollars a gallon. What? Right, because yeah. they do liters, two, right? Oh my when I left gosh. we do we do liters and when we left it was two dollars and ten cents a liter. Wow. That's crazy. Brett and I are always complaining about the gas prices. And he's like, dude, Brett, how much did it? I know you you drive a work truck and I'm so I glad do. I don't drive a fucking work truck, but your company pays for it. So let's, let's, let's keep it real here. Hey, I but, still, we still have another vehicle that I okay. pay gas for. Okay. But okay. So how much average do you place now compared to maybe two months ago? How much has it gone up mm. for you? I mean, it's basically doubled. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was paying, let's see. So I drive a 2019 Honda Accord and shit, I was paying like bougie. I need a Um, bougie sound effect. I need to make a list. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Put that on your honeydew list. Please make a bougie sound effect. Um, I'll give you a bell for that one. Thank you, Brett. And, um, (laughs) meow. Uh, but, I was putting in, hey, I don't know, it was maybe AG's like in the 40 DG. Um, I think it was like 40, $40. Ashley can probably confirm Ashley, how much it is. Ashley, what's up? Ashley knows. What's up? Hey. What's up? Ashley does know. Ashley, we're talking about gas prices right now and how outrageous they are. Um, but you did you did miss the um, the money that smells like um, syrup, and we're not going to repeat ourselves. Okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah, apparently the Canadian money all smells like syrup. Um this hey, has gotta be this like. has gotta be this has gotta be booming for the tourist industry. <laughs> yeah, they love it. <laughs> Scented money. Yeah, I mean, my, could you imagine that's like, like cocaine? <laughs> yeah, totally, right? Yeah, right. 90% of the money out there smells like cocaine for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but if your money smells like cocaine, does that mean that you've just numbed your nose and you're not able to smell at all? Totally. Yeah. Very well could I don't be. know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know hello. about all this. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but we were talking about the gas prices. And so I used to pay, I think it was like maybe $44 was like the most I would put into my car if I like really ran it dry. And my car will do twelve gallons. I haven't got, I haven't done anything lower than that. But dude, now it is like almost eighty fucking dollars, and I'm like, holy yeah. shit! Well, how much is gas there? You everything in California is expensive. Well, apparently yeah. in Canada, it's like three dollars more. 
But the reason, so I did some research and the reason why California gas is so expensive is because of all of our admissions and taxes and everything else. We are taxed almost $2 per gallon to start before we even get to the cost of gas. Wow. Yeah. Right. Because when we were driving back from Canada, it was still four, it was four ninety nine or four fifty in Oregon. Right. Literally the moment we crossed the border, the first gas station was $2 more. Yeah. And we're like, yep. makes sense. So Dude, is it over $4 insane. where you guys are? Oh, it's, it's over $6. Whoa. It's not over $4 here. It was, but it went down. It's over $6 in some places. But Curtis, tell them how much, Curtis, tell her how much it is in Canada, brother. We got to be happy we're American. Yeah, we just got back from Canada and it was, we do it by the liter. It was, when I left, it was $2.10 per liter and they said it could go as high as two fifty, so $10 a gallon. Wow. I Wait, so you guys filled up by liters? How many liters does it cost for you to fill your car up? Just to how many liters is it was... Well, how many <laughs> liters in a gallon? I mean, every car is different, but I mean, so we were filling up. We filled up in Oregon. We filled up in Washington when it was still about four. It was four fifty before we went up into Canada. We filled up. It was a half a tank. It was about forty bucks. When we were up in Canada, yeah. half a tank cost us seventy-two. Uh, that's that's just Kenya. You're not lying. Yeah, right. If it doesn't have cocaine residue, it's been it's not real, <laughs> or, or it's been <laughs> brought into circulation via cocaine sales. Yeah, right, exactly, sure. exactly. The cocaine cowboys money. are back. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, so you know, I've been doing a lot of research, and I just want to read some of these titles here because. We are really pushing for, uh, so I'm, I'm going to go, I'm not going political at all. I'm just giving some news for recovery in California and the addiction industry in California. So everybody just calm down. But I, so I get these dispatches from the California Consortium of Addiction Programs and Professionals, one of my professional organizations. And I was very happy to hear that President Biden in his, I think his a, a union address speech or some speech that he recently made. State told, of the Union, probably. State of the Union, right? That he basically was like, we have a epidemic, opioid epidemic on our hands. We have an overdose epidemic on our hands. We don't have enough trained people in the field of substance abuse counseling or substance use counseling to treat all of these people that are coming in. And so he is trying to make a set aside a ton of money to help the industry because what we're, we're seeing right now is, and you know, and I can speak from experience. I work, I work as a clinical supervisor and as a counselor and everything else that, you know, that the pay rates that these folks are going through, um, to treat people with addiction, uh, you know, it's it's not a lot of money that these counselors are making. And so uh, one of the uh, the articles here, and if you guys want to look it up, I, it was a really good article. I read it um, when I was at work, but it says, Biden giving millions to battle the opioid epidemic. How will it help California? But more importantly, I think, how is it going to help the U.S.? Because um, yeah. You know, I, all of us have been touched by the opioid epidemic, either by 
using or by knowing somebody who has used or, you know, dealing with um, the consequences of a family member or something like that, you know, it's, it's, it's so scary, man. You know, it's just really scary. And I wanted to read that one, one thing because it was um, just awesome to see the president up there finally addressing a, a issue that is so prevalent within the u.s and the world i mean but you know in the u.s especially so um we'll have to keep our eyes open for that and i know Ashley so, wants so, yeah you gotta all right so yeah. let's let's pack this down first off okay. when was the article written the article was written i will tell you so this was released by the sacramento b and i got this on saturday so hold on i'll tell you the article was written on March 16th of 2022. So his his budget has come out, and mm-hmm. um, most of the money for substance use disorder was cut. The lot oh. less than what was originally projected. Um, there's not a 10% set aside like um, everyone hoped. Um, and, I mean, money was cut in all areas because... It was yeah. a very large budget. Um, but I know I saw, and actually, I could pull this up because. Sorry, um, I didn't mean to go political on the show, but. No, I no, was you're fine. I just wanted to. I, so I agree happy that, you know, I it's great. This. It's great. I mean, especially because it's personally it touches his family. His son is yeah. someone that struggled. Yeah. Um, yeah. But let's see. Who has music I got, on the, I got the news music going. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, is, do you have your um? Oh, dude, if you had, you know, those little like diddy 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 like uh like the old newsreel like I was they would do that, on I couldn't find on it. talk radio. It's just like some nice news music. Antonia is correct. I looked it up, and it says that ninety percent of U.S. and Canadian money has cocaine residue on it. That's, That's that is not surprising to me. <laughs> Yeah, since most of my since most of my money that I I ever had had residue of some type of drug on it. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And that was my own doing. That wasn't even like trying to take in like, man, this could be from somebody else. Um, All right. So President Biden signed the twenty twenty two budget into law Tuesday, March fifteenth. Um, and received increases into areas directly benefit recovery support services, including $50 million to substance abuse block grant, $25 million mm-hmm. to state opioid response, the SOAR program, yeah. $7.3 million to treatment recovery and workforce support, $3 million to building com- communities of recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, so originally his plan was to give about $1 billion. Yeah. Um, so the 2022 budget was primarily flat funding across the board. As a result, our members and community, this is from Faces and Voices, um, community lost several promising provisions, including a 10% set aside for recovery support services and the reintroduction of texts prohibiting federal dollars utilized for safe supplies, like safe syringes. Yeah. So there was some wording in it that could possibly, um, Yeah. yeah. So the, I, well, I, 
I, I think I think overall, I mean, just the fact that it's being addressed is a real positive. And we all have seen when they take the budget and they say, oh, we're going to do this much, right? It's like when you when you catch a fish that's this big, but the reality of it that it's actually probably going to be about this big. And so, you know, but I, I think that there's a lot of forward movement. And um, I'm really happy to see that we're having these issues brought to the government and they're actually, um, you know, just trying to do something about it even more than what they were already doing. So, yeah, definitely. And I think that it's, you know, it's costing the government a lot of money. Let's be honest. I mean, and when you start, you know, you, you spend money mm-hmm. for what matters for you. And yeah. right now, you know, the crisis is costing the government a lot of money. So they're trying to put money back in so they don't have to put as much out. But yeah, there's a lot of work that's going to need to be done before. Yeah. Yep. There, there is. And I, you know, I'm, but I'm, I'm, I'm very hopeful and uh, you know, I work directly in the industry. So uh, some of this money will help the programs and projects that I get to work with. I know Ashley also works um, in the industry um, with uh, the NAMI. And so I know, I hope that it's going to help you guys out as well. Um, and uh, it's just, it's good to be aware of these things that are happening because these things are going to be affecting all of us as a whole. Uh, you know, even if we're in recovery, uh, they're even trying to launch paying people in the states now to stay sober which is going to um, be a an interesting way to see how they're going to make this happen uh, it's relatively new but california passed the bill that they want to pay people to stay sober so i think it'll be interesting over the next couple of years to see how these bills play out to see how they plug the loopholes in them and how they make them as um, secure as possible so that people don't abuse them yeah, I wish I was more hopeful about some, I mean, some of the stuff is great that's going on, but I mean, mm-hmm. when it comes down to it, the funding is literally communities helping their community members. Yeah. It comes down to grassroots yep. and it's not from the money from the top is like, it's like a pyramid, you know, everybody yeah. takes their cut as it goes down and mm-hmm. it's literally, you know, churches, nonprofits, they're taking care of the people in their community, yeah. other people in recovery, yeah. recovery community organizations. Absolutely. Amen to that one, Ashley. Most definitely. And people like Curtis over at the uh, Sober app. Brett, do you have the uh, artwork that we did for that? Because I actually threw up the wrong artwork. Um, Carl had one job um, (laughs) at the beginning of the show. But if anybody would like to download the Sober app, it's available on the... uh, Are you guys on Google now, Curtis? No, I was just going to mention that. So we ran into some huge okay. problems with uh, with the Google Play Store, the pro- payment processor. So okay. we have just basically, I had an email with them yesterday saying they've just basically worked out the kinks and we should be live within, so I'm going to say seven days. I know, I know I've said that several times. Okay. So Perfect. Um, but you can find us on the Google, um, if, you're, if you are a Google Android user, mm-hmm. you can just use the browser and save it to your home screen like an app. It looks the exact same. It's uh, thesober.passion.io, and you can uh, mm-hmm. just use it there until the app comes about. If you're on the iTunes store, you can just type in the sober and look for that orange emblem, 
and uh yeah appreciate it yeah yeah well you know i've i've gotten a chance to check out the app and and everything and and you know i even called curtis and and told him i was like dude um <laughs> there was a there was a thing i was like because down at the bottom there was a little menu bar and it was really hard for me to read and even i had my glasses on and i had the the screen turned like all the way up and i was like man it's really light and so i i gave him a call or i sent him a text and like literally five minutes later he texted me back and he's like it's fixed and i went back on and it was like <laughs> it was it was viewable like i was able to see what i was touching man um yeah we are uh, we're really big with or what's that ashley i said he must be in the inn he has your cell phone number and gets like uh yeah the vip treatment status. yeah yeah, so, yeah. Well, we've been really we've been really that's one of our main things is taking feedback from both our members and our collaborators you know um yeah. it wouldn't exist without them so when our members and our collaborators have these ideas, like we get calls two or three times a day from our collaborators saying, oh, I've got this idea. I want to do like a Zoom paint night. And we're like, done, uh -huh. let's do that. That sounds amazing. Or, you know, yeah. I've got this idea. I want to do a fitness class every other Saturday. It's like, sweet, let's mm -hmm. do it. Um, it's cool. ideas like this that are going to really make the app kind of fun and cool and engaging and original. And like I said, it just, you know, we're open to any suggestions. So if you are a member already or you're watching this, you download the app and you'd like to see mm -hmm. some stuff, just reach out to us. We, me and Danny are always around Instagram, um, uh, founder at the silver.app. And we mm -hmm. just, we love hearing from our collaborators and our members. We love it. Yeah. Yeah, man. And, you know, and, and like I said, guys, if you're looking for an app to really support m multiple facets of your recovery, this is a great app because they have recovery coaches on there. They have yoga instructors. They have life coaches on there. They have podcasts on there. They have professionals on there. And they are taking all of these different areas that help us balance. And, you know, uh, Curtis, you guys even have personal trainers on there? Is that something you've put on yet? We do, yeah. So some of our fitness coaches do uh, sober personal training. They take on okay. clients. So cool. um, we call ourselves kind of the Yellow Pages of Sobriety. So all yeah. our collaborators, um, anyone who's creating content for us, all our collaborators, we we want to we want to redirect them too. So if you you know mm -hmm. if you go to Sober Fitness with Kate or Chelsea mm -hmm. Dafina, who does uh, sober her, her Instagram Sober Mom Fitness, and you go to her section. You're going to see all her workouts. You're going to be able to do live uh, workouts with her twice a month or yeah. four times a month. But in her section, you can find more of her. You can go to her. It'll have her. It'll have her link. Mm -hmm. It'll have her yeah. website where she does one-on-one -on -one training. It'll have her Instagram or Facebook. It'll have every link where you can find more of her. We really wanted it to be where, you know, you find someone that you know you love their content. You find one of these collaborators. They help you stay sober. You can go go get more of them. If you're going off our app, we're not like other apps where. You want to we want to keep you on our app as long as possible it's like we just want you to stay sober and be happy so if you find someone or some content that helps you do that go get more of them by all means yeah absolutely man and uh yeah dude it's it's such a it's such a cool app man and i'm waiting because i've i've seen the development of apps before and i love your app now but dude i can't wait to see your app in like five years 
because yeah. I know it's going to evolve yeah. when you bring that other company on to help kind of, you know, do exactly what you guys had envisioned. Um, yeah. you know, cause I know right now you have it, you have probably, I don't know. I want to say maybe I'm guessing cause I'm not inside of your head, but maybe like 75% of what, of how you wanted it with the features and stuff. But once you have that other company on, is it going to help you take it from that 75% yeah, to that 100%? Yeah, like, we're probably around 50% of what we really want. Um, okay. And once we're able to have full control over the coding and being able yeah. to add features when they when they come to mind or the, all the, the, we've got a list of about 20 features that we are not able to put on there. Um, you mm -hmm. know, just a teaser. We, we want, we want everything to be an app. So, um, zoom or lives, we want them YouTube lives. Yeah. Um, we already have in the app, but we want those in the app. We want, we want mm -hmm. to have like a help section where if you need help right away, if you're on the app and you're struggling or you're having a bad day, you can go onto the app and you can, it's almost like a panic yeah. button. We've talked about this before where you can talk mm -hmm. to one of our collaborators, one of our coaches or an actual, um, 24 seven, you can talk to, like I said, a coach, one of us, or, uh, a, like a counselor and you can have five, 10 mm -hmm. minutes with them, uh, via text or video call. Um, yeah. we also want to, you know, here's another one. We want like all the, all the courses we want to be able to build playlists. You know, some people, you know, they wake up every day. They want to be reminded that there's a new motivation. Mm -hmm. So, um, or, yeah. you know, Tuesdays they like listening to, um, LC's recovery soul food, or, um, mm -hmm. you can build playlists where you'll be, you know, updated on, you know, you love our, uh, recovery revolution live. Mm -hmm. So you're going to be updated every time we add new content, anytime they're doing a live event, stuff like that. There's going to be, mm -hmm. it's like a curated kind of more curated for you. Those are just a yeah. few. Yeah. That's, that's really awesome, dude. I'm, I'm so happy that we've have been able to make this connection with, with with you guys and with the app and we were able to feature it live on our show which was amazing um you know like that that was just so awesome to be a part of so yeah it was um, pretty unreal. yeah okay so so tell us again if people want to get a hold of you and they want to um you know find out how to download the app they can go to the apple um play store and uh, you're waiting, you're going to be on Google pretty soon. But what was the web address yeah. that you had up there? Yeah, it's right there, the sober.passion.io. If you're having any problems, you shouldn't. But if you're having any problems finding it, um, you can like reach out to us on Instagram. We're always constantly answering our Instagram messages. Um, you can find us at the sober.app, A-P-P. Um, and, you know, reach out to us. Um, we're always there to answer questions or, you know, we got, we get a lot of messages now where people are struggling or they're having a tough day and we're just, we're talking mm -hmm. with them. Um, we love that. We, that's what, it's kind of why we built the app, right? It's just to help people. So yeah. people are loving the content that uh, are on the app as well as the content that me and Danny are doing on Instagram and we're getting a lot of messages. So feel free mm -hmm. to reach out about anything, anytime, and we'll do our best to get back to you as soon as we can and, you know, help you. Yeah. Well, that's, that's great, man. And, and again, I, I have to say, I'm very appreciative of the fact that you guys are so involved with the app and you're able to, you know, take the direction from, from all the collaborators that you originally used to uh, design the app. And now um, you're able to um, 
uh, go ahead and kind of get everything put together, man. And then we can give you a call and say, Hey man, we maybe could you change this a little bit to make it a little more user-friendly or, or something yeah. like that. And, and Curtis, that really goes to show where you're, where you are at with your recovery, you know, the open-mindedness and the willingness and the ability to hear what others are telling you. So I appreciate that, man. Thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's been a opposite. for sure. The opposite of addiction is connection. <laughs> so he's connecting. Oh. <laughs> That's it. Oh yeah. Definitely get a bell for that one, Ashley. Thank you. Ding. Um, so all true. right guys. Well, well, Brett, you want to, uh, you want to give us our, uh, our finals here? and go over um any any last minute housekeeping i did the uh youtube um sign up and uh you'll win a million dollars uh pitch that, that we're like running syrup. yeah uh if you sign up now on on youtube um curtis is going to uh to send you a scratchy uh sticker that smells like maple syrup yeah a hundred dollar bill <laughs> and it'll be that'll look just like a hundred dollar bill yeah yeah <laughs> Let's see. Oh, be be yeah, we got the non-legal tender. Oh. Non-legal tender. Non-legal tender. Monopoly right. money? Monopoly yes, money. monopoly. It'll be Canadian. It, what, what what did Canadian you call the bong hit? Um, it is going to be a hoot. A bong. It'll be a hoot for you. Yes. Send that fake money over to California. They'll believe it. Yeah, right. We, we also say hoot um, when we say, oh, like uh, something's going to be fun. We say, oh, it's going to be a hoot. Like well, we say that. I say that too. Okay. Hey, does your yeah. do any of your currencies have a moose on it? Because that would. Ooh, I don't <laughs> know. Maybe some currencies. of our, some <laughs> of our chains might. I think actually, no, our quarter does. It's got a big caribou. Okay. On it. Okay, yeah. that's. I I feel so connected right now. <laughs> 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 All right, Brett. I'm sorry. Go ahead no, and, and no, close good, this out, buddy. Um, so we still have you still have a few days left for the broken chains apparel t-shirt design contest that's going to end i believe david has it set to end at 11 59 on march 31st so you still have a little bit of time left to submit those designs or vote on some submissions the link for that is pinned to the top of the recovery revolution facebook page so if you're looking for that Head over to the Facebook page and you can find it. As Carl also said, we are on YouTube. So if you are watching us on YouTube, please go ahead and hit the like and subscribe button so you can get notifications when we go live, which is every Thursday night. Um, I don't. Oh, yeah. We also have the feature where you can send us a voice message that we can play on the show. So if that is something that you're interested in, if you want to get out of the comments and have everybody hear your beautiful voice, head over to speak to us slash RRL to leave us a voice message. Um, am I missing anything else, Carl? Yes, I want to make the announcement that Dr. Marty Lejoie will be coming on to the show periodically, and we're going to be starting a new segment called Ask Doc Marty. And we'll have the artwork next week for that one. And uh, we'll have a script uh, that will explain exactly what that's going to entail. But I'll, I'll kind of break it down for you guys right now. Uh, so Dr. Marty Lujois was on about three weeks ago. 
And uh, he's going to be doing a segment called Ask Doc Marty, and you guys will be able to uh, use our voice service uh, to leave messages for him. And we're going to screen the messages and send it over to him, and then he's going to pick two or three of them that he would like to respond to, and we will be doing it live on the show. Now, bear in mind, this is not a therapy session. He's not being a therapist. He's not going to be giving any uh, clinical advice, but he is very knowledgeable in recovery and he is a, um, a therapist, you know, outside in his normal profession, but he's going to be giving some general advice and, uh, I'm, I, I feel really good about it. I hope that we get a good response from it. Um, but I think that it's going to be something, um, fun to do. And, uh, he and I will be recording the segment, uh, on our own, and then we will be playing it on the air live. And again, that's going to be ask doc Marty, and we'll have the artwork up for that next week. Nice. Nice. Anything else? Ashley, do you have any closing thoughts? What's the opposite of addiction, Ashley? connection i've had a a pretty much great day i've been connecting all day i was on that panel this afternoon Ooh, a panel yeah lawyers and business leaders talking about stigma Ooh, i've never been in front of a lawyer before yeah it's a panel what (laughs) so So, it was good we can is there any outcome from the panel currently or I've gotten a lot of feedback that people really enjoyed watching it and um, they were glad that, you know, someone with substance use disorder and, you know, mental health disorders was willing to come to the table and talk about it so openly. So it's cool. That's really great. I think that that's really wonderful. Ashley, and I'm really happy with with all the work that you do for the recovery and, uh, community and the professional community that surrounds the addictions and stuff like that. So my hat is off to you, madam. Well, it oh. doesn't discriminate. You, high IQ, high salaries. And, and, you know, anyone's, yes, anyone can fall. Yeah, no, it definitely does not discriminate. It doesn't care who you are. If it gets a hold of you, it is going to take you down. So, all right, guys. Well, I think that is our show for this evening. I want to thank everybody for joining us tonight on the Recovery Revolution Live. We are looking forward to seeing you again next week. And I hope that everybody has a great evening. And Brett, close us out, buddy. And I'm not sure if it's an announcement or not, but I will not oh, okay. be here next week. Did you fill out your PTO form? Because if you I didn't, have, it hasn't been not. approved and you're too bad. Um, it's it's mine and <laughs> yeah. my wife's anniversary, so I will not be podcasting that day. I'm going to take the night off. We're gonna That's go right. AG, you and, I, you and I will have one job. Okay. one job. To cover for Brett. One job. That's right. Yeah, Somebody's we're going to cover for Brett. Sound effects and push all yeah. the buttons. Okay. That's right. Brett's going to mail you his sound pad so that you can do work all that out. No. Along yeah, with Curtis's along with Curtis's monopoly money that smells like um. I, I will be reviewing I will be reviewing the tape afterwards to make sure oh. you guys did an adequate job in my Okay. Sentence. Yes, I good. appreciate that, sir. It's always good to get uh feedback from our peers. It'll be on a yeah, sliding I mean, scale. what are you going to do about my salary? Right, exactly. Ashley, I mean, we're going to have to go on strike the following week. We'll pick it out in front of our houses. 
Pick it. It'll cost me more money to pick it than it does to show up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, that's great. All right, guys. Well, Brett, you want to close this out, man? Sure. Thank you guys for joining us tonight on recovery. <laughs> I see I'm coughing. Thanks for joining us tonight on Recovery Revolution Live. Even though some of us were a little bit late, I was a little tardy to the party. Ashley, tardy thanks for joining us as well. Yeah. Curtis, it was an absolute pleasure having you on tonight, man. We Thank really you all so it. much. Thank you all so much for tuning in and having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, be sure to check out the Sober app. If you're on an Apple phone, you can find it in the Apple Store by searching the Sober. If you aren't, he already mentioned it earlier, but it will be coming to Android shortly. But in the meantime, you can go to thesober.passion.io for the same experience, and you can save that as an icon on your on your phone screen. Yep um let's see uh progress uh progress not perfection is kind of my closing line and yeah. i always seem to butcher it now because i overthink it <laughs> and i feel like i need to put words before progress not perfection and then i'd like get tongue-tied um because i feel like there's so, something that i should what say is before it? that what is it again don't forget don't forget progress not perfection ah ah love it